Welcome to the 35th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the hot to my stove, Brandon Gross. Easy, topical, to the point. It's exactly what we want. It's exactly what we need. No complaints. No complaints. Okay, listen, I'll take a no complaints one. I was, I really didn't even have to work for this one. This is easy. It wrote itself. You know what I mean? Wrote itself. Uh, you know, it, on brand, it's baseball. I think. Th- I think today. I think. You know, this is going to be a baseball-based pod. I'm sorry to everyone that comes here <laughs> for the politics and the music, but <laughs> this is baseball. If you came for uh, yeah for 60 minutes of bad jokes like last week's episode, I think you're in for a little bit of a, a little bit of a surprise because Brandon, it has been a red hot. Feels like a trade deadline or like a free agency signing deadline, but it's just not. It's only because of the impending, uh, I guess, presumed strike. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, especially our division, the NL East, is seemingly like uh, overflowing with signings and trades and everything over the last week hot aside from the aos the nl east has all the moves and not only that uh both of our teams seem to have the most moves of any other nl east team well, yeah we won't we won't get into that I, I i'm still recovering from a couple of the news that has dropped uh on uh, saturday night and then today um but in the meantime brandon as we as we normally do we'll get to the baseball in a minute but what have you been up to dude how you been what's going on i know i haven't seen you in two weeks we didn't record last week Uh, i'm in nashville with the folks celebrating the thanksgiving been watching a lot of stuff on tv succession of course as i know you're watching as well Mm -hmm. um Maybe at one point post lockout we can make this a succession podcast. Oh, there's only two more weeks, so maybe at the after the season finale we could do a little like okay. bonus mini soda or something. We could do that. Um, watch all of the Beatles eight hour get back documentary. <laughs> it's okay, cool. Um, deep nope. in the woods with that. Uh, very cool. If you're not a Beatles fan, I mean, if you're if you're a moron, uh, you know, <laughs> no. But if you don't know, if you don't care, or like know about the the intimate details of the Beatles, yes. probably not for you. It's very much them just talking. It's just them talking. Okay, and it's never before seen footage. Is that what it is? So yeah. So basically, what it is to e- explain explain the Beatles documentary. Uh, so they were f- uh, they had an agreement to film a uh a documentary on them making an album and then they're going to do some sort of big show hmm. um so eventually this footage was shelved uh they did do like a an hour and a half version of it but no one really liked it because it sort of showed them being more contentious but the real story is that they were not being contentious towards one another okay. they were being very uh collaborative and yes there was issues but uh the funniest part of it is um, the director, Michael Lindsay Hogg, who I was like, man, that guy's, yeah, that's his name. Um, who I was like, man, that guy sucks. Everyone hates really? that guy. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, he's just like so a funny. very, he's smoking a cigar the whole time. He looks like he's 12. But at the beginning I was like, that dude looks like Orson Welles. And I Whoa. looked him, I looked him up and apparently the rumor is that Orson Welles was his real father and he didn't no know it. Way. That's drama. wild, dude. That's drama. Wild. Um, but yeah, so he, but so him along with a couple other people that were the Beatles, you know, handlers were, Mm -hmm. uh, suggesting that they do shows on a boat and a show and a show in, I can't remember which country, but in, in a, uh, middle Eastern country in like this, this very beautiful, uh, uh, like old auditorium. And and said they're just like we're just going to go to the roof. And I think the funniest part was was for being the biggest band in the world, they were the most disorganized band That's I've ever so seen. <laughs> wild. That's so funny. Also, like on a boat, like were they going to start doing like Beatles cruises? Like what was the plan? Well, I all I know is the funniest part was I think George Harrison goes. He goes. We should ask. Uh, the Beach Boys, if they had a boat, <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's funny. Good. Yeah, that's, that's very great. Beatles humor. But yeah, so that that's been my life. Have you been watching with your parents, or just watching yeah. it on your own? Nice. And what, yeah, they're, yeah. they're into it too. I know your dad's a big music guy. They're into it. You know, uh, my mom less so because you know, like I said, you got to be in the woods with the Beatles. Yes, to yes, yes. Deep in the woods. Uh, you know, they're falling asleep a little bit, but I've caught, <laughs> okay, I caught, yeah. I got every minute of it. Uh, but yeah, how are you doing? Have you watched any eight-hour documentaries recently? No documentaries. No Beatles documentary. I'm honestly like not a die-hard Beatles fan. Like I enjoy Beatles music and I've listened to full records like multiple, multiple times. But I never did like a huge deep dive and got super into them. Um, so the eight hour documentary is daunting, but I am curious. I feel like just out of like a, a general enjoyment of music, I should check it out. What do you think? Well, yeah, I think if you appreciate them and you, and you also know the dynamics of a band, I, I think you should check it out. I mean, you're, you, for being someone in a band, like you automatically have to love the Beatles unless you're 
just being contrarian. You know what yeah, I mean? That's fair. That's fair. Like honestly, yes. a- anyone who says they hate the Beatles, it's con- being contrarian for no reason because it's impossible. Yeah. Yes, I, I think I agree with that. There's a lot of people floating around. I don't actually. You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't feel like there's a lot of like contrarian people that are like the Beatles suck. They may say the Beatles are overrated, but like I don't know if there's anybody being like the Beatles were bad. You know, there's definitely they probably exist on Twitter for sure. Yeah, true. Okay, <laughs> but I don't know if I know anyone personally. But yeah, I think the overrated thing. But I think that's bullshit too, man. I have a friend who thinks the Doors are better, and that's moronic. I'm not a Doors guy. I've like tried the Doors a handful of times, and and most bands I can find something I like about. But for whatever reason, the Doors just never did it for me. Though I did in middle school read a long biography about Jim Morrison for some reason without enjoying the band's music or anything. I just read it. Every was, page, you're like, hate this guy. Yeah, man. The more and more I read this. Also, I wonder how much of it was fl- like flying over my head. I was like in sixth or seventh grade. There's no way I understood some of like the, the weirder stuff that he was getting into. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't know the Lizard King. That's you in school <laughs> yes. being like, I'm reading about the Lizard King. <laughs> I looked cool as hell, Brandon. But also, great opportunity for me to do a little shameless plugging, self-promoting. Uh, my band, Ugly Twin, has released their our, our first single off our upcoming album. Um, it's called Piss Pants. Great name. Um, I love it. And uh, yeah, you can stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube. We have a lyric video up on YouTube. So yeah, check out uh, my band, Ugly Twin, and our new single. I love to hear it. Congratulations, my friend. I didn't even know you were doing a full album. You kept it under wraps, like a yeah. real band. you know. Yeah, like a real band. Yeah, we're doing a full record. It was originally supposed to be released a week from this upcoming Friday, but we're having issues with the uh, the publishing process of like getting it up, and mm. so we're in contact with, uh, with the company that we've used for our previous two releases to be like, hey, what's the problem here? Um, and so once that figures out, like is all, is all taken care of, I think we're going to do it. Because you weirdly can't... like. Like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like submit yourself for potentially making Spotify playlists unless you do it previous to the release. So it's not like this new song that we just put out. We can now try to submit it to playlist. You need to do it before its release. So mm. it's it's kind of an important um, timeline that you uh, that you upload it and give yourself a couple of weeks to kind of go through the Spotify uh, Spotify process. Ah, the red tape of Spotify. Wait, so are you doing a full? album release is that what you're talking songs. about it's eight songs yeah okay um, that's an album that's an album it's two songs that have been released previously our two p- past singles including piss pants um an intro and then yeah four other songs three wait six five other songs very exciting <laughs> yeah. wait when when was your last album um we've only put out one single previous no no, no. when was sam clark's last album as your as your oh, prior band? uh as any band i've been in probably like 20 i mean we can just check real fast i was in a band called n period skywalker um and that would have been the time uh, or the last time i released anything and i would guess 2015 let me check real fast um look at you also, you're like billy joel man just taking a big old hiatus <laughs> from releasing an album uh okay our last release was dun 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 2014 okay 2014 so that would have been the last time um a full length yeah i mean we've been we've been uh uh, like writing music together for a while and danny and i've been recording we just do it out of out of my apartment the same setup i use for the pod um yeah do you get confused sometimes and he's like all right dude i got the sick riff and you're like welcome to the nlp's (laughs) podcast (laughs) your favorite podcast about oh no wait no wrong yes happens all the time brand happens all the time we've been on a bit of a of a of a, a temporary hiatus though just trying to put this thing out and, and haven't been writing a whole lot but now the whole like how do you figure out to, how to play your first show? like who do we talk to about playing our first show how do you practice as a band in new york city is not something i've done yet mm-hmm. like i don't i don't obviously don't have a drum kit um you can't play above like the most like the the lowest of volumes in an apartment um so i'm very curious to see how this goes so i'll, I'll keep you guys filled in as the as the process continues that's very exciting congratulations i'm excited to to hear this album yeah, thank you. Um, should we just get into it? I know we have a lot to record. I, don't, I feel like we've been we've been chit chatting for ten minutes. I know we still did. We still did a music. But <laughs> we had to throw the music in there. Listen, we're and we we talked about Succession too. I forget. I think our our friend Jolly Olive uh, was tweeting about how he's just like mindlessly on his computer hitting refresh over and over again as the hot stove stories continue to come out. And I reminded him that he was doing that, of course, while watching Succession as one. Of does. course, had to. Great episode last night. We'll get into it later. We'll get into it. All right, Brandon. Before we uh, before we get to the biggest signing. So far in our division, we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna run down what we've got coming up here. So we're gonna talk about Starling Marte with the Mets. A couple of the other, uh, I guess there was three signings in, in, on Saturday alone with the Mets. So we're gonna get into all of those. The Marlins traded the Pirates. Avisel Garcia signs with the Marlins and Kirby Yates to the Braves. But Brandon, before we get into any of that, I want you to uh, to talk to me about what it's like having Max Scherzer become a starting pitcher for your team. 
You know, it is surprising. Was not expecting that. I don't think I saw any predictions sending Max there. For some reason, there was this weird consensus that he wanted to stay on the West Coast, which which makes no sense because he's not from the West Coast, had only pitched there for half a season, and I guess the Diamondbacks sort of earlier in his career. Uh, no clue where that came from. I feel like that was just kind of BS because people thought he was just going to stay with the Dodgers. Yeah, that seemed to be the, the opinion, right? Was that, that Also, it seemed like it was it, that there was rumors that he was just trying to gas up his his uh whatever his total would be by by talking to the Mets and being like well they offered me this so you better offer me that well yeah because the Mets have been played before even earlier uh we didn't talk about this because it happened while we were off but uh the Steven Matz signing with the Cardinals when when Steve Cohen went uh apeshit on his agent you remember this yes yes of course so uh everyone was saying you know there's a lot of issues then where like no one wants to come to the Mets and they're like oh they use the Mets to drive up the price which may be true that's a good tactic for that makes sense people have done that uh, in the past the like agents why not if you if you're dealing with the wealthiest owner in the world uh in baseball that's gonna happen um but yeah i'm very surprised i am i feel like it has not hit me until i see him in the jersey i'm also cautiously optimistic because i feel like after last season um i just uh, you know you don't know he's an older yeah. player so i do have worries i know he's a freak of nature but um i am concerned obviously with a an older degrom and a little bit older scherzer coming off of injuries for degrom and then scherzer having like dead arm against the dodgers small Mm. worry yeah it's just the mets pessimist in me um but it's exciting obviously having a degrom and scherzer should be starting 40 percent of the mets games next year dude that's insane yeah i mean is that the best one-two rotation in all of baseball? What do you think? Current one-two? Right? Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. It has mean, to be. The only... Because uh, I, I, when I was putting together the rundown and I, was, and I was thinking about that hypothetical, the only other one I think that could possibly be um, competing is is the Brewers. Um, but even then, I don't think... I don't yeah, think they don't have the track burns. record yet. Yeah, maybe exactly. in a few years, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, if Nola's right, maybe him and Wheeler, but they haven't been able to match up being on their A game together. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think it is. It's extremely surprising um yeah i'm just kind of floored by the whole thing when it came down the pike because i was like no way the mets are gonna bring back stroman but i think i really appreciate billy epler and cohen coming in here and being like we're not bringing back the same team and we're just gonna blow people out of the water with money and also i think we're gonna get into the other signings but this one is part of it too three years the other signings were most of them were about two years so they're kind of doing what uh, what the Dodgers and Red Sox and Yankees have all done, where they dip in and out of the competitive balance tax, yeah, just so that because the the um, I don't know exactly what the penalties are, but I think you start losing draft picks once you're like above oh, the, interesting. the tax, like okay. for three years. So yeah. it looks like the Mets have tons of money coming off the books in two years, and I think Scherzer also has an opt out after two years. So he it's does, yeah. it's smart. I uh, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. That's all I can say. And to see him compete, hopefully with a sold out crowd in New York, is going to be nuts. What do you think the chances are? Like, so what do you think the chances are? He's still like eighty percent of Scherzer come the end of this contract. Are you anticipating him being like a, a stalwart starting pitcher for you guys for the foreseeable future? Or are you thinking you're paying extra money on the back end of this deal because you're getting you're making a run this year and maybe the next year? Sure. Um, well, I think that it's. This is definitely a all chips in for the next two years, right? Yeah, yeah. Has to be. Um, I think it's similar to a former Mets signing when the Mets got Pedro Martinez, I think, after the 2003 season, where he was like, yeah, he's got a couple years left in the tank. Um, and he did. He pitched great for the Mets. Um, even in 2006, when the Mets made it to the NLCS, he, felt, he fell apart towards the end, injury-wise. But uh, he was there, man. He was a big contributor. He won 15 games a few times. I know wins don't mean that much. Yes. But, uh, yes. but he was a big contributor. Uh to the Mets for fears, and I think you have to hope that Scherzer. I mean, listen, wasn't he like eight and zero in the second half of the I season think against so. the and Dodgers? Also like, I mean, he was a Cy Young candidate at thirty-seven years old. Like, I think he was in third, right for, yeah, for the Cy Young. Like, votes. this is not just like a yeah. This is not an aging pitcher who's halfway out the door. This is a guy that's still an incredibly competitive athlete. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's going to be forty at the end of this contract, and if you're a Mets fan, you got to be slightly worried about that. But I think the contributions he'll make. This upcoming year, for sure, barring injuries, obviously, big knock on wood with that. We don't like injuries on this podcast. Um, but with him and Degrom, like it, that's insane. Like I, I mean, how many, how much more do you think this projects the Mets as the as the number one team? I mean, we'll get to the second signing um, that was that would also be like a huge co- uh, contributor to the Mets. But like, 
you got to feel good about this, baby. This has got to be like a celebratory day in Mets like fans. And I we follow a ton of Mets people now because of the podcast. So my Twitter feed was just like Photoshop fi- <laughs> pictures of Max Scherzer in a Mets jersey. Um, oh, yeah. They have the, the Mr. Met with one blue eye and one orange oh, eye. Oh, dude, that's pretty great. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty great. That's yeah, pretty so great. here's some stats for uh, that aren't just wins for Scherzer. So okay. um, he was first in whip in 2021 with 0.86 whip. Uh, uh, fourth in 2021 with a 6.0 war. Um, first with, uh, hits per nine, 5.972 hits per nine. Um, second in, in, uh, in walks per nine with 1.087. Wow. Um, pretty good. I mean, I, you know, even if he fell off a little bit, it's like, that's still pretty good. He still take that. Yeah. I mean, he's a gay, he's like a certified hall of famer, um, in a way that even DeGrom isn't like DeGrom just hasn't been what he was for most of last season for his entire career. And Scherzer's just been insane for for multiples multiple seasons um yeah i dude, think the I mean, cool thing is you have the two fiercest competitors on the mound on one team now yeah. and i feel like if anything that'll probably motivate each other to one up you think they're both another? gonna get a little crazier <laughs> i dude i think they might get a little crazier what if DeGrom... they bring stroman back dude that mound's gonna be on fire by the end of the season Stro- <laughs> i feel like stroman w- wouldn't like that also because he would be like he couldn't be like I'm one of the best in the league because he's like, dude, you'd be third best on your own on team. Your own team, yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, fourth if Carrasco's right. So. And he was, uh, and he was tweeting some wild stuff, dude. I don't know if you were following. I the, know we got in a little trubs. Trubs. Yeah, we got in a little trubs. Like us in middle school getting in trubs. Uh, oh, go to <laughs> go to the corner, Marcus. Yes, you got to go sit. One time, I, I was, uh, I was my one of my best friends and I were in the same math class, and we first started sitting next to each other, and that didn't work. So the teacher made us move um to opposite corners of the uh of the the classroom and that didn't work we were still too disruptive so she like moved an entire desk facing against the wall in another part of the classroom <laughs> to separate us from talking so much so that kind of gives you an idea as to what kind of middle school that dude was. you got the dunce cap i got the dunce cap dude i was uh, for a, a well-behaved child middle and high school i definitely got like a ton of detentions upon arriving in middle school and, and being really little, yeah dude i was like just talking a lot being class clown stuff maybe more annoying than funny who knows um but definitely, you were doing your bad joke of the day yeah i was doing my uh yabba gabba ghoul joke <laughs> in the, to booze <laughs> um but yeah i got i got probably like 10 detentions my sixth grade year and then it then it started to go way down i never got never got suspended though never got suspended when do you think they get rid of the dunce cap like what? What time period was this? Only Little House on the Prairie time? No, I bet or, it was through the seventies, right? I don't know. Do you think like we have par- like parents that we know or our parents? I bet our parents caps. I, I mean, I don't know if our parents specifically had it, but I bet they were in classrooms where children were put dunce caps on. That's a that's kind of a hysterical historical artifact. <laughs> Just wear this hat, proclaiming you to be the biggest dumbass in the entire class. <laughs> and in in, in my image, and I probably get this from cartoons. It's like sort of looks like it's clown colored. It's like yes. green, green, or excuse, excuse me, not green, red and yellow with dunce written on the side. Yeah, right? that's it's what like I a know tall, like almost like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not triangle, but you know what? I'm pointy hat, pointy tipped cap. A, p- a pointy tipped cap. A pointy tipped cap. That's that's what before you go on stage, uh, you have to say that N- unique a, yeah. New York pointy. Before tipped we record cap. the podcast, yeah, I'm saying pointy tipped cap fourteen times in a row. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, uh, I think this is a really interesting move for you guys. I really hate the idea of having to face both Degrom and Scherzer potentially two out in of one three, series. In one series, but yeah. um, selfishly, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, City Field was electric. For uh, for the Degrom game I went to, and I'm sure they'll be electric for the Scherzer game, especially the you know debut. You know what's interesting is the Mets and Marlins, our teams, mm-hmm. we're going to have an extremely talented young pitching staff versus yes. an extremely talented veteran. Interesting, pitching staff. truly, I and yeah, I, and I really, I'm really curious what kind of uh, what kind of second year Trevor has. Like if Trevor even is as good as he was last year, he'll be a phenomenal um, two or three on the team. Um, but I'm just curious if he makes any sort of improvement. I mean, there's a chance, I guess, he takes a step back. Who really knows? But, yeah, our our, uh, our starting rotation is very interesting, ours being the Marlins. Um, but that wasn't the only move you made, Brandon. The other big signing, and this one really broke my heart and turned me into a sourpuss for about an hour. I felt bad. No, no. I, I did. I, you know, what did I say? Sorry. I said sorry you to you. You did apologize. I can go back to our text and read it. But Starling Marte, former Miami Marlin, Signed a four-year, $78 million deal with the New York Mets. That averages out to about $19.5 million per year. Brandon, this is a really interesting signing 
for our podcast specifically because when we were talking about the Marlins trying to extend Starling Marte um, before the deadline in the 2021 season, you came to the table saying this is a bad idea. Giving this guy any more than two years is not going to be good. Look at his skill set and look how these kind of guys translate um, as they get older. Uh, and now you have Starling Marte for the next four years on a $20 million, um, $20 million average salary, which is nothing to snooze at. Um, so where where are you at with this? How are you feeling? Have you talked yourself into it like I would if I were you? His age, 33 to 37 season. Yeah, so, I mean, the argument was, I think this may have been when we had our, our friend Jeremy Taché on the podcast. Mm, yes, um, shout out Jeremy. So the argument was I went on Baseball Reference and they do the player comparisons. Yes. And his number one comparison was one Mr. Lorenzo Cain. And Lorenzo Cain, when he signed his, I think, four-year deal also with the Milwaukee Brewers, he fell off a goddamn cliff. <laughs> yes. He fell off a cliff. Like... Now, different players, you know, I mean... Uh, Marte, uh, you know, they're similar in the sense of like speed and like great defense. Yes. Um, Kane probably has a little more pop. I would say I'd, uh, I don't have I don't stats. Of, maybe it's comparable. You know yeah. what? I'm going to, I'm going to trust baseball reference. They're the same type of player. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I'm once again, similar to Scherzer. I am worried because if this guy, you know, if he starts getting hammy pulls, he's not going to yeah. be stealing 48 bases like he did. This past year. So I am concerned with that as well. Once again, an age thing, but he's a very talented player. And I do think he can, you can squeeze out two years. Another comparison for a Mets signing is the Curtis Granderson signing the Mets Mm. did in 2014. Same age, Grandy man, same age, um, similar build, kind uh, not as fast as, as Starling Marte. He probably has a little more pop, uh, but that panned out great. Mets had three great years out of, out of Curtis ended up trading him in the fourth year uh, to the Dodgers. Um, so I, I think that would be a gold standard for, for the Mets offensively. Um, obviously you hope to see a little bit higher of OBP and a little bit, uh, a little more speed than you get from Granderson. But I think if the Mets fans can look to the Granderson deal and say, okay, you know what? Someone at this age, an outfielder at this age, um, I think that, that, uh, someone like, like Granderson can end up, uh, end up having a nice four year run uh on the Mets yeah I, and as somebody who is intimately familiar with Starling Marte because of having, I'm watching him for a little over a year he is an incredibly exciting player by all accounts seems like a great guy um he yeah he has pop you'd be surprised how many bases he can steal because he's like a jack dude remember when Miranda and I went to the jumbo shrimp game he was on a rehab assignment so I was like able to oh, see okay. him pretty close like and that dude is a physical like is physically just an insane athlete I saw our friend, I think man. Peter Pratt, uh, posted a picture of him on the beach uh, smoking a cigar. <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. man has 0% body fat. It's not fair. Yeah, not fair. Um, but this one hurts, Brandon. This was, I was playing poker with some with some friends after a, a friend's giving. Was this Friday night? This was Friday night. Well, I kept saying all these things were happening on Saturday. They're happening on Friday. Excuse me. Um, Friday night, and I got the push notification and just an immediate uh, immediate. What's pain fell over me? Oh, I wasn't your push notification. I thought I I broke it to you. Did you? Hold on. I thought I did. I caught it pretty early. I don't know. We got so many texts that I to go through just from today of us being (laughs) making fun of teams and you know doing everything. (laughs) But um, you probably did. You probably did. Anyways, who cares? Yeah, it was enough that 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 it made me grumpy and made me sad. As much as I love you, Brandon, the Mets are are maybe my most disliked team in the division. What, dude? Why? Um, And uh, and yeah, Yeah, I know why. It's because you have people in your. I don't. I I don't. I don't gloat anymore. You don't antagonize. That's that is what it is. A lot of it is Chris specifically antagonizing me, trying to convince me the Mets are going to be good. He's naive. He's too. He's too young of a Mets fan. (laughs) He hasn't. He doesn't have the scars that I have. Okay. He's he's a a young whippersnapper. He doesn't get it, man. He doesn't know. He doesn't know Beltran not swinging at that pitch. You know, he doesn't get it, man. He doesn't <laughs> it's get going it. to hurt, though. It's going to hurt uh, when he comes back to Miami and inevitably tortures us for a year. Um, and also, the Mets doing all of this kind of makes the Marlins, and we'll get to the Marlins um, signings and trades later in the episode. But it, it makes me wonder if if we're cha- if we're in the wrong window. This is just bad luck. Like you have the Braves team that just won the World Series, and now you have a Mets team that was on paper a very very talented team and is seemingly. Only getting better now, obviously, with the uh, with the signings of Starling Marte and and Max Scherzer, and, and, and not only is it going to suck seeing Scherzer and specifically Starling Marte in a Mets jersey, um, but it just it kind of gives me a little bit of pessimism towards the twenty twenty two Marlins season as well. 
You know, I, I say let's wait. I know there's been a flurry of signings, but I think we won't know until spring training hits what's going to happen. Because right now we have other teams in this division like the Phillies and Nationals and Braves for that matter who really haven't done jack squat. Yeah. So I think these teams, especially the Phillies, could look way different by the time you think spring so. training happens. Okay. So I say hold your breath. The, the Marlins still have great pitching. Um, and once again, uh, as we learned with some Yankees teams, building these super teams, and also, as you learned with the Marlins, mm-hmm. if you think the Ozzie Guillen Marlins, yes. I when you build true. these super teams, a lot of times it doesn't work out. And obviously, I'm hopeful that it will work out, and these do look like nice signings on paper. But... Uh, you know, let's see. Baseball is a weird sport. Let's see. Let's see how it how it plays out. Um, I wouldn't get discouraged yet as a Marlins fan, but also, like I said, you know, I'm not I'm not antagonizing you. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be peaceful, man. I watched the Beatles feel- documentary, <laughs> Peace and Love, man, Ringo. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Peace I know. Love, I just, Ringo. It's so hard for me to. Uh, I don't know why. Just the Mets specifically, maybe. And it's also I live in New York, so I'm surrounded by Mets fans. I'm just surrounded by it all. Um, and when I go Cross to, the picket line, man, come on. Join no, us. get the fuck out of here. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. You know how much merchandise I would have to sell just to become another baseball fan I'd have to, and, and just like strip away 29 years of memories and then like relationships <laughs> with the team. The Marlins are the team I have actively supported the most of my entire life. So that would be a, that would be a strange heel turn by me. But yeah, Brandon, it's interesting. Does this mean, uh, do you think Michael Conforto is going to be uh, a New York Met in the 2022 season? Oh, hell no. No, Absolutely I don't think not. so. Right. I mean, yeah. it seems like he wasn't interested. I mean, it seemed like when he left, as you remember, they were like holding up his fist in the air like, mm-hmm. and he's crying. It's like, yeah. he's done. I just hope he doesn't go to the Phillies because the Phillies desperately need outfield help. Yeah, or so, the Marlins, frankly. I mean, the Marlins are looking for Or the Marlins. Too, Marlin- but, um, Marlins for sure. Um, but... No, I don't think so. I think he's a goner, um, and it's fine. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm kind of happy that that Billy Epler and Steve Cohen didn't have any, uh, you know, weren't partial to players that were on the Mets previously. Yes, yeah, I think that's interesting. Also, it really does seem like they're they're completely fine with with fielding an entirely new team next year because um, on top of the Scherzer and Starling Marte signings, that wasn't all that was going down uh, in New York Mets land because you got Eduardo Escobar was the first signing, the first uh, initial signing at two years and 20 million followed by Mark Canna, um, the former athletic over there. And, and is, are these depth signings to you or are you anticipating these being more everyday starters? Well, first off, I was surprised by both of these because we were texting about this it seems like this year, especially, these signings are coming in of absolutely nowhere. They're yeah. limited to no leaks. Obviously, Scherzer was a spectacle that leaked, but I think Boris clients a lot of times those do leak. Yes, that um, makes sense. A lot of these were totally under wraps, and I was you text me about Escobar. I missed that. Totally under the radar. Um, I love it. I think I think they're both great signings. Um, Escobar worries me defensively a bit if he if we're seeing him slot at third base. So I don't think they're death signings. I mean, they are to an extent, but okay. like. I think the Mets are going to view this more as like a the Dodgers, where they have players like AJ Pollock and Chris Taylor rotating. Yeah. I think it's going to be a similar Gavin Lux. Like they have, a, it's going to be a similar thing where like you you know Mark Hanna will probably be in the outfield a lot, but there's probably going to be a fourth outfielder that we don't know about, or Jeff McNeil is going to be that, and they'll be rotating between third base and the outfield. Um, Escobar also has some time at second base, so if they don't sign Javi Baez, that could be a, a placement for him. Interesting. So Interesting. exciting. I mean. Kana's a good uh, OBP guy. I know. Uh, I think he had a 358 on base percentage, which is his lowest of the, his last Whoa, three years, but okay. that's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then Escobar, I think the coolest thing, I think our friend Jelly Olive mentioned, uh, I think it's Fangraphs does the park adjustment. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. So if Escobar played all 162 games last season at City Field, he would have hit 38 homers. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So that's the park's insane. made for his swing. Um, was it all of his home games there or all of his games there? I wonder. That's what I was confused. I think it's if he played all, every single game there. So okay. it's a little flawed. Yeah. Um, but still, but yeah, anything. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. That's I, think, awesome. I think he had 28 uh, last year between the uh, the Diamondbacks and, and Milwaukee. If uh, but yeah. If they don't start, though, your bench is J.D. Davis, Dom Smith, and Jeff McNeil. That's nothing to... That's nothing to complain about. That'd and, be insane. I know, and I do think that J- that JD especially and maybe Dom are probably going to be traded. But also, part of me is like, well, maybe not. Maybe they're thinking like, oh yeah, we're gonna have an insane bench. Like, yeah. it's also possible that they just like find starts for these guys and JD or JD's like a right hand bat off the bench, and McNeil, like I said, is doing the uh, the Chris Taylor thing and just filling in spots and ends up getting five hundred abs yeah. over a season. So. Great signings all around. Um, I would love for the Mets to get Baez back. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if that's unrealistic, if we're being greedy here as Mets fans. Um, but I can live with an infield of 
of Pete, uh, McNeil, Lindor, and Escobar for sure. Would you have the year. most expensive payroll, assuming you get by as like a, a market average deal? I think as of today, because the Dodgers have not made any uh, major moves, I think the Mets do have the highest payroll going to next year. Wow. The t- you're yeah. part of the 1% now, Brandon. What's it like? Uh, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> Ended up buying a, my own winery, so wow, can, exactly. gr- gross wine, Chardonnay, Champagne, ice wine, we have it all here. Wow, ice wine, is that wine that you freeze and turn into ice cubes, or is that wine? You don't know ice wine? No, what's ice wine? Ice wine is a New York State thing, more upstate, I think, so they, they're fr- the grapes from the winter they use, and it's really oh. sweet, it's like apple juice, um, and it... I've never gotten saucy off it, but I guarantee it gives you a, a it gives you a goddamn headache. The yeah, next there's day. no way it doesn't. That sounds like drinking like fourteen like Angry Orchard ciders. <laughs> just never a good thing for you. <laughs> That's um, actually what it is. They just pour it in a wine bottle. Just Angry like, Orchard. Uh, this is ice wine. Ice wine. Like, oh, neat. Okay, cool. Also, okay. way to say saucy, dude. Or you sound like you're like you're a wine mom of the 1950s, <laughs> drunk for the <laughs> wearing a dunce cap. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you're a dunce, Brandon. You say things like get saucy, saucy. Before. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get saucy off ice wine uh, sometime in the future. But yeah, Brandon, the Mets, the Mets are the stars of the trade deadline, or the God, I keep calling it the trade deadline, the the free agent signing so far. Um, and you got to well, feel good, man. You got to feel good. You bring up a good question, uh, and there's been a little bit of talk on this in Twitter land. But should there be a free agent signing deadline in the offseason? I think so. Just for moments like this, where it feels like there's a lot of excitement. It's it's F five season, Brandon. Are you familiar with that phrase, or is that just an NBA? Is that Twitter Formula one? one? What is that? No, no. F five <laughs> is the is the refresh uh, re- refresh key. So people just say it's F five season because you keep refreshing Twitter or Reddit or whatever. Oh, that, that's funny. I feel why is that term not made it to baseball Twitter? I feel like I've never. seen I don't that. know, but it's it was de- very prominent on on basketball Twitter and basketball Reddit over the last like five years. I'd say. Oh, so, okay. Uh, maybe you're just not hanging out with the cool guys, Brandon. What do you think? I am that? a fifties drunk mom, that's so true. it makes sense. <laughs> you are a dunce, famously. Brandon so I don't know how much saucy dunce you're hitting F5 season but finally Brandon some good things did happen for the team that I support Uh, most notably the Marlins are are making trades baby they're making trades a trade as we all we were waiting the Marlins have the the plethora of pitching what were they going to do and the Pirates were always a match Pirates were a match and it wasn't Brian Reynolds and Jacob Stallings but who knows maybe the Brian Reynolds deal is still down the pipe but the Marlins this afternoon wrapped up a trade with the Pittsburgh Pirates they traded Zach Thompson, do you remember Zach Thompson? What do you? you how much? How many of his? Starts I remember, do you remember he 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 had like a string right of starts where yes. everyone was like he could be legit, right? Like when everyone was injured in like late yeah, exactly. summer. Yes, and yeah. his cutter came on, uh, and he was he was yeah he had a couple of really great games, and then handsome, right? No, <laughs> well, I mean not not ugly, no, but okay. he's not a hunk. He's not like Glass now. You know what I mean? Oh, sorry, I was thinking of Jorge Alfaro. <laughs> Stop, man. Stop our uh, our king, who's, got, who's rumored to be traded to the uh, Padres. I don't know if you saw that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we gave up Zach Thompson, who started a handful of games last year and ended the season on our, on our bullpen. Um, Kyle Nicholas and Connor Scott are the two prospects that went over. Now, shout out to Fish Stripes, who do a phenomenal job um, keeping tabs on the Miami Marlins as a whole, but specifically the prospects. And according to their rankings of the Marlins prospects, who I, I trust because they're a little bit more intimately familiar with them, um, they think Kyle Nicholas is in like that third tier of prospects, hitting around the 14th best. And Connor Scott is our 20th best prospect. Now, these are two dudes that I'm entirely comfortable giving up. Kyle Nicholas started out last year in, I think, single A, worked his way up to double A. Connor Scott was the first round draft pick in 2018 of this new regime. I think he was picked 23rd overall. So these are these aren't guys that are are uh, are nobodies like they could. They do still have major league potential. Um, but you in return, you get the best defensive catcher in all of baseball. You get Gold Glove winner um, Jacob Stallings, who while he's he's I think around like a 700 OPS, like 95 WRC plus, um, so or OPS plus or whatever they're using. Um, so like a below average hitter, but not by much. Um, he had 21 defensive runs saved, which I think was the most in the National League and tied for the most in all of baseball with Carlos Correa. Um, and with this pitching staff, you got to wonder what what kind of uh, devilish things we could be up to um, as far as our rotation goes. Does he have a, he has a cannon too? He's got an arm. Uh, presumably, with twenty one defensive runs, Dave. I know he's he's the best when it comes to uh, blocking balls. Like, uh, it doesn't let anything get by him, um, which for young guys is great. Though That's I, great for a young pitching staff. Yeah, yeah, and like 
all of last year we were complaining. Uh, Jorge Alfaro specifically was just not cutting it defensively with block balls. Um, a lot of pass balls were getting by him. And, and Sandy Leone obviously was a uh, – I'm sure these two dudes are nice guys. You don't like to ever take shots of people's personalities or anything. But uh, Oh, yeah. A... I heard what you said about no, them, and it's no, not no. kind. No, no, no. They left a lot to be desi- desired both defensively and offensively. I think I think Alfaro's uh, OPS plus was like 73 and Leon's was in the low 40s. So these were not these were not juggernauts offensively by any stretch of the imagination. And famously, Jorge Alfaro started to play left field at the end of last year. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very happy. This isn't a blockbuster trade by any stretch of the imagination. These aren't uh, there's no Max Myers or J.J. Bladez being involved yet. Um, but this is a trade for a position of need. The catcher was probably one of our worst positions um, last season. And this is immediately an upgrade. Uh, and, I, and I'm really happy with it. I, I, Zach Thompson, I'm sorry. We just have so many Zach Thompsons in our organization right now um, on top of dudes that are haven't even come up yet um or have only pitched for like a month or two like the edward cabrera's um but yeah this is this is a, a good thing for the marlins I, I think we won the trade yeah well think about how many quality catchers that there are in baseball you can count them all in one hand probably realistically yeah and i think with the tomps aside from uh defensively stallings is going to be the best catcher in the nl east by far offensively jt still hasn't beat but he could be the second best catcher in the nl east that's a great point yeah i hadn't really considered that i mean Oh, they Darno resigned with the Braves, um, but yeah, JT will be. I, I mean, who's the keeper? Ruiz, I guess, is probably the national starting catcher next. That's season. true. I guess he has a lot of upside. He has a lot of potential, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong there. And I mean, uh, I think we're as Marlins fans spoiled because we had JT Real Muto, so we're just like, oh, he's not a, a, a plus offensive bat as well as a plus defender and a good, uh, decent speed guy. But it's uh, it's it's easy to remember. It's also has a really interesting story. This dude was DFA'd twice. Um, is a 31 years old, only got the job because like, I think Francisco Cervelli and, and another guy got injured and he finally had to start, um, stepping up and, and, and it has a really great baseball story too. has been through a lot. So um, I'm, I'm interested to see how he affects. And also this is a guy that both Mish and our, and our boy shout out Aaron Layton, um, are, uh, are, we're, we're very in on at the date at the trade deadline this last season. So it's not like this guy hasn't been linked to us previously, um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, again, not a huge blockbuster trade, but I'm glad that we we picked him. Gary Sanchez was somebody we were rumored to maybe be in the market for. Don't want anything to do with Gary Sanchez. Um, speaking of which, I saw this insane Yankees uh, reply to a talking baseball tweet about the trade that was like, any chance the Marlins are trading um, for for Stallings so that they, they can trade Stallings to us for a Gary Sanchez trade? And I was like, oh my God, the what? fucking... How do you hey, th- how do you have that thought and then and then type it? Yeah, out I think it? I want the worst defensive catcher. For <laughs> this guy. Who is yeah? Uh, anyways, I'm not even going to begin on the Gary Sanchez train, but yeah, I uh, I think this means that's all she wrote for Jorge Alfaro, who's already being teased in a Padres trade. Um, I saw a tweet today that was saying that, and 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 I just I'm happy, man. This is this is something to hang our, our hat on. This is something to prove that um, the team is putting the money where their mouth is. Um, they're did I say that phrase right? Yeah, money where their mouth is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mouth, not mouth with their money is. This is money with their mouth. I like that. Sounds better to me. I like it better. But no, you're right. Okay, okay. What? Where? Where was the bingo card? The NLF's bingo card for Sam says a phrase wrong and then stops the show trying to remember what it is because <laughs> that happens at least like twenty or thirty times over our thirty-five episodes. Uh, maybe you're saucy. Maybe I'm with the saucy one. <laughs> I've had too much ice wine, Brandon. You're gonna have to forgive me. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to send you a bottle of ice wine now. <laughs> this is my birthday's right around the start of the baseball season. Maybe that's what we'll do. Okay, um, sounds good. Anyways, yeah, I like it, Brandon. I, I I don't know. I mean, I watched us play the Pirates, and and he's not a an exceptional uh, offensive player, like we said. But yeah, great framing. Um, uh, doesn't have a lot of pass balls, and famously hit a walk-off grand slam against Edwin Diaz. Don't forget that, Brandon. Okay, but also that, if you remember, I don't know the exact stat, but I think the it had like a percentage of like one percent of like getting out of any ballpark. Yes, I think whatever, whether it was City Field or uh, it was Pittsburgh, it was Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think it was like uh, that's a homer in one out of every thirty. <laughs> MLB ballparks, but listen, Brandon, that doesn't matter, okay? You hit a grand slam off Edwin Diaz. Also, my favorite part about that clip is Edwin Diaz pointing to this guy, like calling for the fly ball. As oh, he, he did that every time. That's his MO. <laughs> he gave a home run. That's uh, his MO. But yeah, Brandon, this is a good beginning of a signing and, or a uh, trade to prove that Kim Ang and Derek Jeter are uh, are actually trying to compete this year, which is nice. But it's not the only move we made, Brandon. We also famously signed Avisel Garcia, former Brewer, who I think wasn't offered the qualifying offer, I think. Um, turned down the $19 million a year uh, from the Brew crew and instead signed with the Fish, 
four years, $53 million. That's about 13 and a quarter on average every single year. Um, and now the Marlins get a power hitting uh, corner outfielder, which we haven't had in the last two years. Wink, wink. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how this goes for us. I like the deal. I am concerned, though, because last year he guys kind of paid a premium for him because he hit the most home runs of any prior season in his career last year. He hit 29 last year. Before that, the most he hit in one season was 20 with the Rays in 2019. So I feel like that's a little spooky because in his 30th, he's 30 years old, uh, he hit uh, the most home runs of his career. You know, maybe a click for him. You know, I'm a, he's a solid ball player for sure, but I'd be concerned with that. And I know a, there's a lot of contention in Marlins land because they're like, why didn't we just keep Duvall, right? Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't we? We had a, yeah. That's been a, a serious point of contention in Marlins. Honestly, not contention. Everybody's kind of on the same page. Like, we should have just kept Adam Duvall if we're going to do this deal. Um, because Adam Duvall is, is kind of the same profile player, except, I mean, I guess Avisel Garcia has played uh center field previously but but he's primarily a corner outfielder it was very funny i was watching his highlights today just to kind of like gas myself up about the trade and i watched his defensive highlight compilation and it's not a lot of athleticism a lot of like good throws from the outfield and then like a waddle to a sliding catch it's pretty funny so i so i think the uh, he would play left field then is that the thinking so i think he's he's primarily played right field but that's jesus sanchez's spot so Mm. uh, does jesus sanchez play right field and we move he's probably more more athletic right than he's got yeah he's got to be i mean he famously made it made the barehanded catch last year brandon this is a real athlete we're talking about here that's just a real athlete um so i think he would probably move to left field though isn't left field generally the place for the the lesser of the outfield athletes that's like the ozuna yeah so right field you want a good arm yeah which he has he does have a good arm by all accounts okay um, and so, also yeah. sneaky speed. I think he's in the 80th percentile of speed or like the, the really of speed. that surprised yeah. me um, has like 98 percentage of uh, max exit velocity 80s uh, or for the, the general velocity average velocity. So he is a power hitter. He does connect the um, the stats back it up a little bit. Um, so eight bases last year and was caught stealing four times. So not great peripherals on that. <laughs> no, but you know, maybe he, uh, maybe he tripped or something, Brandon, who are we to judge? Okay. He's got big old feet. He's got big old feet. He's a big, He's a big old guy. Um, but yeah, again, this is kind of not like a, uh, this is by all no, this is by no means like the, what the Rangers are doing and, or the, or the Mariners are doing. These aren't like $300 million deals or whatever, but the, it's good to see that the Marlins are putting their money where their mouth is. Got that one right. And, and, uh, and spending some money uh, and alluding to the fact that they're not done. I mean, I, I think we, we know we either want like a Cedric Mullins or Brian Reynolds um, or a Nick Castellanos, but it seems the funny part, I think I was texting you about this. Um, I think the funny part about following all the NL East Twitter accounts now is being like, Oh, we all think we're getting the same five players. <laughs> Everybody yeah. thinks they're getting Castellanos. Everybody wants Brian Reynolds. Everybody wants Cedric Mullins. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the targets that the Marlins have at this point. And then, and then eventually having to address the bullpen, I think is another thing. I wonder how that works with the pirates. So like you said, obviously they got Stallings separate from Reynolds, can they go back to the Pirates and be like, hey, we forgot something? Yeah, they, I mean, how does that work? Or is it like, this question. is our deal and we're out? Does that mean that's the end of the deal? I would assume that, I don't know. I really don't know because I was going to say you would think that, but maybe they just wanted to like, okay, we can agree on terms on this. We'll go back to the Brian Reynolds trade later in the week or later in the day or whatever. Um, but there's been real no, there's been no real links. I mean, I I know John Heyman tweeted that we were linked to maybe Chris Taylor, which is an interesting signing. Um so that would be cool. And Castellanos has been a name that's been uh, popped up for the Marlins a lot on Twitter the last week, as far as the rumor mill that we were discussing earlier. Um, but yeah, that would be weird. And I think Cedric Mullins would take like, like two top 10 Marlins prospects. I think it would Blade take day Meyer. Yeah. Like one of those guys, Edward Cabrera yeah. even. Um, and I don't think we want to give up that, but who knows? Also, Brandon Marsh was somebody that was linked to the Marlins at the beginning of last year. Why would the angels drop him though? Um, I don't know. Cause they have Joe Adele and Mike Trout, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, they got like a true. plethora of center fielders, but and Justin Upton, and Justin Upton, don't don't yeah, don't forget that guy. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, I'm just glad we're doing something. I know I found like a broken record or sound like a broken record here, but um, just happy to see the fish doing anything. Happy to see our names pop. Marlins, uh, uh, Marlins, one of the most active teams in the National League, I would say. Yeah, I spent time. the. I think we're seventh on most money spent so far, and that's amazing, agency, which is great. Yeah, I, think was, yeah. I mean, it is just the Avisel Garcia contract, but outside of that, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we have Stallings for three years now. We have Avisel Garcia for four years now. Um, on top of the Sandy extension, we'll we'll, we'll get to later. I'm, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, but I think we need to move along, Brandon. We're we're getting close here on time. 
I want to talk about the final deal that happened. Not the final deal in the. Was this the final deal in the division? I'm worried something happened on Twitter while we were uh, recording. I keep I'll checking. I'll check right now. I don't um, think so. But, but Kirby Yates signed um, signed with the Braves. I think it was a two year deal. Um, and now this was somebody that that suffered injuries a lot last season, but was but is one of the best relievers in all of baseball when healthy. Um, and and I, I think this just goes and kind of gasses up a bullpen that that surprised a lot of us in the playoffs already um, with the Tyler Matzix. And the Will Smiths of the world um, in that Braves bullpen, and and, and I'm curious, in, like, do you, are you anticipating a fully healthy Kirby Yates this year? And if so, how much better does that make the Braves? So I saw that he had Tommy John surgery, um, but my favorite fact about Kirby Yates, aside from that his name's Kirby Yates, is he was he's from Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> yeah, he's that's from awesome. Hawaii. So uh, no, I mean I think that's great to to bring in a uh, post TG sur- TJ surgery guy. Um, yeah, they also brought in Darren O'Day, so some like buy low options because as we learn with bullpen, a lot of times when you spend these ridiculous Liam yeah. Hendricks level contracts, even though Hendricks is turning out great for the White Sox, uh, a lot of times it doesn't turn out. Like it, you can, yeah. you can get quality relief help on one year deals. And no, I think there's a great move for the Braves. They're building a, a super bullpen. They already have one, but um, yeah. So he played in 2020 against uh, or for the Padres in 2020. Um, I know it's the shortened season. It's a bad example. So I'll say 2019, he was an all-star uh, for them. It looks like uh, he had a whip of 0.890, um, 6.1 hits per nine, 1.9 walks per nine. Um, did he get Cy Young votes? He got Cy Young votes. Awesome, dude. That's insane. <laughs> also, that Darren O'Day contract is interesting. It's a minor league contract, so he's he's paid like $20,000 a month unless he makes it to the majors. Uh, I think he gets one one mil if he makes the yeah, majors. Yeah, he makes a million. So, you know, I should do the same thing. Put me in a minor league contract. If I make it to the majors, I'll take a million. Otherwise, I'll take the $20,000 a month. <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. Twenty, Dude, absolutely. I mean, if you work... Uh, okay, so if you can stick in the minors for five months, that's most of the season, I yeah. guess. Yeah, if you then, can if one season you're making like a hundred k. Then you kick the legs up, baby. Then you're chilling. After you're that, chilling. Are you kidding me? Um, and they could say, "Yeah, I used to play in the minors." <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I was a minor league baseball player. Got no a bum deal. knee. My arm blew out. Brandon, this is the episode with the least amount of nonsense. This is kind of surreal for me, honestly. This is so. It's out of weird. We haven't done baseball. To, uh, people should shut it off immediately because they probably they pr- we probably should have done nonsense talk because people are sick of baseball talk this week. <laughs> I know it's been such an active week, uh, and anybody that's still been listening to us into the off season or whatever, however long it's been, has to at this point just be expecting a boatload of bullshit. And I think we teased on the power hour because, uh, like we said earlier, we missed a week. Um, Brandon was was a uh, Brandon was working late and I wasn't feeling too well, so we skipped it. Um, and wait, do we do we announce our big thing yet, or is that we not didn't announce the big thing? I figured we'd do it today. Do you want to say something? Sure, yeah. Uh, so we are hyped to announce that we're going to be joining a podcast network. That's right, the Dunce Boys themselves, <laughs> the big idiots, are finally are finally <laughs> hitting the big time. We're hitting the big time. Thank you to our friend Dylan Shore for recommending us. But we'll be joining the Sports Drink Network. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, they do great stuff. They have uh, podcasts for tons of different teams, insane niche teams, popular teams, famous teams. You name it. College teams. Big with college football, big with baseball. Uh, yeah, we're very excited to join the network. More info to come. I think next week will be our first podcast on there. So, you know, you'll be listening to some ads. You'll be hitting that 15 second. That's what I'm saying. No, Get ready. Don't, don't listen. Do don't it. listen to no, our no. ads. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing ads, Brandon. Is that something you would have expected to have to have reached after our first season? Did you think that we were going to be doing ads? I know we joked about doing Roman ads yeah, for weeks, but uh, but no. I mean, I you know, I think we're I think we're ready for it. I think it's going to be hard for us not to do dunce cap bits. Yeah. Uh, you know, while reading ads about about ball hair trimmers, but you know. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready, and and I'm and I'm thankful, and and great job, uh, uh, helping helping us get to this point. Yeah, sir. we're very excited. We can't wait. We're uh, we we're big fans of a lot of the sports drink nation, um, podcasts. Why did I second? I doubted myself after I said that. Um, uh, uh podcasts such as Chatting Average and Platinum Sombrero, a couple of NL East podcasts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But Brandon, I do have a little anecdote to tell you. We'll get into the nonsense. I won't say names because, and, and I won't say time periods. But sometime in the last month, I was having a conversation with a, with a friend, um, and it's a single friend. And he told me that when he goes uh, goes out on uh, on the town, you know, goes out uh, picking looking, up chicks, trying to pick up chicks, or just meet somebody, he always carries uh, either Roman or hymns on him in case he can't perform due to alcohol consumption. I thought hymns was for hair loss. No, that's feels. 
No, it's him. No, that's feels, Brandon. I think that's What's feels. Feels. I think feels is another one of those one word uh, boner pill in the mail <laughs> places that you can get. But isn't that so? Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that like frat pro shit? I that's was, insane. I, yeah, I was like, all right, maybe. Yeah, maybe the single game has left me. Too I wish it was him, so he was just rubbing cream on his <laughs> widow's peak. It's not hims. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Hims. Now I'm gonna. Now everybody's gonna be like, uh, him the band. Telehealth for band. healthy, handsome hims. Wow, the t- hair loss and erectile dysfunction are the two things. So we're both right. It turns out. Damn. Okay. All right. Well, I can you see. Don't, you don't, you don't know see. which one he's bringing. He could be bringing the That's widow's true. peak cream. That's true. You never know. You never know. Brandon, you and I, two men blessed with a full head of hair, so we'll never know what that's like, huh? Never. Not a gray hair in sight. Not a <laughs> widow's peak uh, in sight. Yes. Nothing happening. Nobody Nobody looked too closely. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it for the signings. We talked Kirby Yates, talked Braves. What else? We, we got 15 more minutes on the pod to run through a couple of our normal segments. You want to get to it? Let's do it. All I'm going to say is, Phillies, what are you doing? Wake up, dogs. Oh, yeah. I guess the Nationals are doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is be bad for another year. But what are the Mm -hmm. Phillies doing? Are we doing 60-second stories? How are you feeling? Uh, Let's skip it to save time. Let's skip it to save time. Listen, I just told a 60-second story, kind of. So if you think about it Exactly. That's what it was. It was um, both of ours. I did. And and I had like a a pretty eventful weekend with my parents being in town. I think you and I talked about this off the pod. But on the pod... Had my uh, my brother and my my younger brother and my my mom and dad coming to this coming to the city the big city the first time for my brother and the first time in quite a few years for both my parents um, and it was a lot of fun but they that would alienate three of our listeners if I did a sixty second story from this week three of our eight listeners because they would know what uh, what happened they would know the stories I told <laughs> it's them it's about them we did go to um, supper my favorite Italian restaurant in the city. Um, and we got a lot of great food, got some pizza, Luigi's. Luigi's we showed up to, and it was uh, a, a place that I was just pretty familiar with. It had been a couple times, or had ordered for delivery a couple times, um, and uh, went there to pick it up for them, and got there and found out that that's where they shot the Big Daddy scene. Yes, I've been there. With Adam Sandler, yes, on Fifth Avenue. And, the uh, pizza's amazing. Yes, it, it's really great. It's really great. So that was the deal. They that's funny. I was going to ask you if that was the Big Daddy place. It was the Big Daddy place, yeah. and, they, and So I good. I, it's very good. It's very, very good. And, 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 we, uh, and I picked it up and brought it back to their Airbnb for them. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that, and I had ordered from there a few times, and this was the first time I'd gone in store and found uh and and found the the still the stills from the movie up. And he took a piss outside and the I, the pizza place, and right? I went and got into an argument at McDonald's about what time breakfast was served. <laughs> <laughs> I I barely remember that movie. I only remember the piss and the pizza. John Stewart was in it. Um, oh, okay. I don't remember Scuba that. Steve. Remember Scuba Steve? Don't remember it. Yeah. Okay. We got to. Re- Maybe we'll do that as a rewatchable. On yeah. The, on the pod, we'll do. We'll do a. We'll do Big Daddy. But Brandon, moving right along, let's get to the only segment on the show that has intro music. It's the Grama the Week. Week. All right, Brandon. Who do you think the Degramada Week is this week? We got the whole team. It, it doesn't even make sense. We got the guy that's on the team, but also. The team, the Mets are the Degrama of the Week. Oh, no, Brandon. The Mets are the Degrama of the Week. It's true, though. What else are we going to give it to? You can't give it to individual player performance. And, Brandon, you can't give it to the Phillies or the Marlins or the the, the Nationals or the Braves, though a few of those teams, a couple of those teams have made some, some good moves. I think we have to give it to the Mets. They got one of the best pitchers in baseball and one of the best center fielders in baseball um, and are, are willing to flash cash. So uh, And yeah, the dude, best sideburns in baseball. We didn't talk about this. Mark Canna, have you seen his sideburns? No, he's got incredible sideburns. Incredible, 70s style. And also, I didn't know this, Very he does cool. something called bat flipping season, hmm. where it, he flips, when he hits a home run, he flips a bat and goes, it's bat flipping season. Wow, that's flipping awesome. Wow, what a what a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, we got Damn. a cool dude. Yeah, sounds like, uh, sounds like somebody's going to be doing pretty well for themselves in New York City with that much swagger, Brandon. I don't swagger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I felt like we spent 30 minutes of the pot already talking about how great the Mets uh, the Mets have been so all far. All I'm going to say offseason. is, like I said, I'm not gloating. I'm peaceful with all the teams. But people were talking mad shit about the Mets before this weekend. And I don't see yeah. you saying anything now. <laughs> so now what do you think, huh? I'm shutting my goddamn trap, Brandon. I'm shutting my goddamn trap. Congratulations to the Mets. Uh, and is that a Dave Grohl poster behind you? No, I painted that. Is that Dave Grohl, though? Yeah, I painted it. Wow. In okay. high school. You're going to have to take a picture of it and post it on their Twitter account. Now. I will, for sure. And what's what's this other thing? This over, over here? here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we're going back to music. So this is actually, my mom made this for me on some birthday years ago. These are all the concerts I went to, Whoa. all the ticket stubs. When they did ticket stubs before everything back was... in a, the day. When I, before everything was a QR code. <laughs> um, uh, these are all the, the concerts I went to in, in chronological order. 
Very cool, dude. I can't believe you held on to those. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a bit of a of a, a music a fan. <laughs> bit I'm of a freak. Kind of a bit of a dunce, you ask me. Um, all right, Brandon, moving right along. We're going to get into our feast or famine. If you're not familiar with the show and it's your first time listening to it, Brandon and I will both list something we liked and something we didn't like in the division. Brandon, I'm going to let you go first. What is your feast of the week? My feast is Braves, you should be happy. Mr. Acuna himself. Uh, was throwing a ball and taking BP. <laughs> throwing a ball, not a baseball. He's throwing a ball. Throwing ball. Yeah, it was a Nerf ball. But yeah, he was throwing <laughs> a ball, taking BP. He's back, baby. He'll be all right. You know, I didn't realize. That. I thought he was going to be able to to um, I uh, think be back in April, but I think mm-hmm. he's going to be back more in like May. So it's yes. not going to be the start of the season. But you know, he's a top athlete. He's very young. Don't be worried, Braves fans. You already won the World Series. Very exciting. Can't wait to see him back on the field. Uh, he's going to be back. He's going to be back. Yeah, crazy to think that the Braves won the World Series without like one of the best players in all of baseball and now that he's coming back. I'm assuming he'll miss like 20-ish games. I think, does that sound right to you? I that's I would like that. I think you like that if you're a Braves fan. You like that? Are you familiar with that? The, you like that? Do you know what that's from? Is that uh, a reference you get? Big Daddy? No, it's a sports reference. Kirk what Cousins. You, oh. you like that? You like that? He's like screaming as he's running through the locker room after like upsetting the Bucks. Does we don't like Kirk well? Cousins in this house. No, he's an anti-vax king. We don't like yeah. him at all. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll look, Spe- take a look. Uh, uh, what? Uh, 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 speaking of the devil, uh, I saw actually Max Scherzer does follow him on Instagram, so maybe problematic. That. Hopefully they're... Well, I don't know. Wasn't he going to the... Uh, the he was Capitol also hanging or... out with Mitch McConnell. Never got an answer on that. I think he was going to the Capitol to argue in in favor of environmental policy change. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, I think good. he was on the right side. Now, <sighs> now, don't don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what well, he Well, I remember doing, so. he said that he, he aligns with science and, and that he got the vaccine. So you know what? You're right. He just follows Kirk Cousins because he likes that. Hey, you like that? Also, speaking of science, I got I got poked with my booster shot today, Brandon. How are you feeling? Are you feeling ill? So far, so good. Um, it was a pretty painless experience. I like showed up 15 minutes late because I, I thought I was going to ride my bike, and then I got on my bike, and the bike tires were flat. And I was like, oh, okay, not, not taking the bike. So I had to run and catch a bus and showed up 15 minutes late. But I'm telling you, I like by the time I had checked in and done the paperwork, I waited for like a minute and a half, two minutes, and then they brought me back, poked me Where'd you go, so pharmacy? Quickly. Went to Walgreens. I'm a Walgreens nice. man. Walgreens man, yeah. Um, and yeah, I got poked, sat around for 10 more minutes. They had baseball cards there and football cards, but I didn't buy any. I withheld. <laughs> Your um, hand was twitching. It was going towards the... I did pull one off the shelf and then remember that the that I didn't need to buy this and I put it back. <laughs> I so, wish it was like a doctor's office where they're like, you can take one if you want after your shot. Oh <laughs> they my give God, you a ban- They give you a Dorx, the Explorer Band-Aid on your shot. I have a Walgreens Band-Aid, Brandon. Check it out. Oh, Pretty nice. Cool. That's a Washington Nationals, That's a Nationals Band-Aid, Band-Aid my yeah, friend. The I did that, that's like I got a Nationals <laughs> Band-Aid on. Um, all right, Brandon. My Feast of the Week is the Sandy Alcantara extension. Um, it's going to be for five years, $65 million, Brandon. Um, it's kind of an insane deal. He was arbitration eligible for the next three years. And then after that, it kicks in, but the Marlins secured their ACE. Another thing that puts me, um, feeling confident about the future of this team. Sandy Alcantara had the second most hundred mile an hour pitches thrown in the league. Second to only who? Scherzer. No, second to only who? DeGrom? Yeah, DeGrom. Was okay. I wasn't sure if DeGrom played the full... You know, didn't believe both seasons. I was. I think it's more of a te- testament to how many 100 mile an hour pitches he's throwing that he's doing it so uh, like so often in so few innings that he uh, that he was number one on the list. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, dude, we got Sandy Man back. Really glad to have him. Um, kind of an insane deal when you see this market now. Like, yeah, they kind of ripped him off. <laughs> I mean, he just wants to stay in Miami, baby. He loves the fish. Can you blame him? Hey, he's a party man. He likes the ladies. He supposedly, yes, yes, supposedly, there's been no factual evidence to back this up, likes the ladies. Hey, um, you're, you're telling me he's not bringing hymns with him when he's going out <laughs> in the town? He's rubbing his bald little head. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> the, he's like what, number three on the razor, razor guard head. Um, yeah, it's great. I love Sandy. It's good to know that we have him for a while. I was worried that maybe he was going to try to test the free agent market after these arbitration years, but instead we got him. Um, and it's good to have him. We love our Sandy. Great deal, man. Look at Azuna now. Look at Ozuna now. You saw Ozuna might be coming back. Terrible. That was almost going to be my famine, but I don't know if we want to talk about that shit, but I just brought it up anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's uh, yeah. They I, I don't didn't... know if, if I want to talk about the thing that I brought up already. <laughs> um, yeah, I got he's... complicated thoughts on this. Also, like a premature, or a premature is the wrong word, but like uh, it's like a time served kind of thing. Like it's suspended twenty games, but it's twenty but games. It's backdated, that were, right? Yeah, it's backdated to last year, so he could hypothetically be on the opening day roster for the Braves. Um, yeah, very weird, very messy, very weird. Dude, Braves Nation should be pissed at that. I think Braves Nation is like, this kind of sucks. This isn't a good look for the Braves. Because also which... they won the World Series. It's one thing if they, because they almost would have an excuse if they like, missed, didn't win yeah, the division. Yeah, we missed like, him. Oh, we needed his power. Him. Yeah, but like now they're like, we don't want this guy back. No, God. He's probably going to play DH anyways, right? Oh, yeah, he's think. terrible defensively, so probably. Yeah, so assuming that we get the DH, which is which is the rumor. Anyways, so your what is your famine, Brandon? You teased us with one thing. What's your actual uh, my famine? My actual famine is you sent this to me today, but the MLB playoff proposal that's supposedly circulating around that they mm. want 14 teams okay. in the playoffs. Uh, uh, no, I don't like this. I don't <laughs> like this. Like this. This is not good. This is not baseball. Why do you play 162-game season to have seven teams on each, right? Seven teams in each division? Yeah, uh, no. That's 14 divided by two. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, yeah. Math. We're not a math pod. Um, <laughs> come on, man. Like, uh, you're gonna you're telling me that uh, teams that are going to have, like, 82 wins are going to get in now? Get yeah, out of here. I don't want that shit. That's that's not baseball. I don't like it. I do it. like increasing the playoff teams, though. I do think that that's fine. Well, yeah, you like it because like the Marlins are going to be like, okay, then we can win 82 games and squeak in. Mets would have liked it last year, I'll tell you what. They wouldn't have made it either. But you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying, though? Like Teams are going to like not go all in now, yeah. and they're going to be an excuse to like sort of half-ass and like, oh, we're going to get one uh, Anthony Rizzo-type player at the deadline, and then, yeah, maybe we'll squeak in. I don't like that shit. I don't like it. I don't He's like. He's out. It. He's out on it. Whatever. Agree to disagree, Brandon. I think war teams the merrier. I think the more the longer the playoffs, the better. The playoffs are the most exciting environment to watch a baseball in. Why not get more of it? More teams, the opportunity. Plus, isn't baseball all about the underdog, the team that you didn't expect, the Giants of last year, the Braves of last year, the team that that will maybe when given an opportunity will take full advantage of it. Isn't that more baseball than building up these super teams and and signing Max Scherzer and Starling Marte and calling it a day? I'll compromise it. I'll say I'll say twelve. Okay. I'll say 12, uh, 12 teams, because it's 10 now, right? Yes. I'll say 12 teams. Uh, we don't do the one-game playoff. That's out mm-hmm. the window. We we make it the uh, three-game wild-card series. I, I don't know. I can't do the math on top of my head. I don't know who's how they play each other. Yes, but you know what I'm saying. My, um, my family of the week, Brandon, sorry, I, I straight up interrupted you, um, is the inevitable strike. It feels like starting December 2nd, after the 1st of December, we will be on strike for baseball. Um, it doesn't seem like there's, it seems like they've already started doing some preliminary meetings and it doesn't seem like this will stretch into the season, um, or affect spring training at all, but you gotta, you gotta still be a little worried about that. Um, and yeah, I mean, as far as labor rights issue goes, you and I generally fall on the, on the worker and value labor over billionaires. So I think people understand which side of the issue that we're on. Um, but that being said, we want baseball, baby. What we can only bullshit for so many weeks. <laughs> what are we gonna we do? got a lot we of movies play. lined up. We're gonna watch Major League next week. Uh, yes. You know, and you said we're on the the side of the player. I don't know, man. I'm a big Steve Cohen guy now. <laughs> That's I true. You love. I drink ice wine now, dude. It's different. I'm 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 like I tweeted <laughs> out. I'm in Turks and Caicos with Max Scherzer and the boys. We're having You've got fun a Tesla. over here. Brandon bought a Tesla. What the I got hell? a Tesla. You know, it's not my. You know, Steve Cohen's money. He's giving oh, me okay, the money. Okay, okay, I okay. got the Steve Cohen. You know, trickle down economics here. I love trickle down economics. Now you're so, tri- you love. Reaganomics, dude. I love Reaganomics. So I, uh, you know, I can't say I'm on the side of the player. I think they're greedy, but uh, I don't actually feel that way. Of course, no, I, I of course I, we're I pro, know. we're pro player. It's just a bit. Everyone, calm down. Get out of my DM. It's so wild. Stop, get, stop sliding into Brandon's DMs. Um, it is weird because I remember growing up, it was like a pretty consensus opinion that I was like, oh, these players are making so much money already. Why are we worried? Like, like I remember previous like talks about labor issues in uh, Major League Sports and people generally taking the side of the owners, but it does feel like the general consensus has switched a little bit. Well, it's kind of a societal thing, right? It's like how now coworkers are like talking about their salaries and be yeah. like, hey, you're fucking me. Yeah, you're, this, is, this is screwed up. What are you doing? Speaking of which, I get a bonus tomorrow, Brandon. Ooh. Ooh. You know what? what? I gonna... heard that I get a bonus too. Maybe we should invest in Crypto? T-shirts? Oh. <laughs> 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 NFTs, Brandon. We need Dude, to start making NL feast NFTs. <laughs> yeah, that sounds... Now Now we're parking up the right tree. That sounds fun as fuck. I need to Google um, what that is first, but we'll figure it out. Non-fungible token, Brandon. Duh. Um, I follow a lot of sports card people, and there's like a weird Venn diagram of like sports card people and NFT fans like right in the middle. Just collectors and, and like 
somebody looking for a quick dollar is pretty funny. There, uh, I know we're trying to get out of here, but uh, all I'm going to say is the meme that kind of did tickle me is the uh, knows crypto invests in it, doesn't know crypto invests in it sort of <laughs> yes, yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 they yeah. did that with the Mets broadcast booth. So Gary Cohen, Ron Darling, Keith Hernandez, and, and the Mets radio host, uh, <laughs> Howie Rose. Keith was clearly the invest in crypto and doesn't know what, doesn't it, is, know what it is. And that tickled me. That's very funny. That's very, very funny. Also, a uh, big fan of whose book was it, Brandon? Who did Keith? That should have been your Oh, fan the of. Robert Kennedy uh, yeah. uh, anti-vax book. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Keith with a Q, baby. <laughs> Keith with a Q. I like that. All right, moving right along, Brandon. Before we get out of here, we have a segment on the show called Feature Future Fans, where we give some shout-outs to some people that we like and we think they'll like our podcast, too. Brandon. I put the onus on you this week. I said, I'll make the rundown, but you have to find us some Mets fans that you think you want to give a shout out to. And these are the three people that you came up with. That's right. We got some, some, uh, some Twitter young bucks and, uh, Mets Twitters that were great follows over the, the chaos that was the last few days. Love it. Jack Ramsey. I think he's only a college kid, but he, but he has some insight. He has some inside track. He's tweeting a lot and he's keeping the Mets fans engaged. He does a great job. Follow him at, at Jack W Ramsey. Doug, who's, uh, <laughs> who's, uh, photos, just a baseball. Uh, you can follow him at, at FTLO underscore baseball. He does uh, a fantastic job as well. Um, a lot of analytics, uh, in his tweets, uh, smart baseball, love to all follow him. Uh, what a met stake. Uh, I think I it's Christina at Christina Mets 15, but she's going to be changing that because things are looking up because they're uh, looking up. You got to go up. Also, I think does some Mets writing, uh, a great follow as well. Uh, we like you. We hope you like us as well. Yes. Big shout out to our future future fans. And Brandon, before we get out of here, we want to do some plugs. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at NL Feast. Make sure you follow me at NL Feast Sam. NL Feast Sam. Uh, Brandon, why don't you plug your little Twitter account? You can follow me at Brando Grosso, and you can also follow uh, our new podcast network, Sports Drink, at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Lose those vowels. Follow them at Sports Drink. They do great work, and check out all their podcasts, which is going to be us next That's week. That's going to be us. Brandon, also funny because not only are you better at remembering to plug the network that we are now a part of, you're also better at answering all of the emails that were required for us signing up for this RSS feeds. And <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you send and... one thing? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, get off your ass, please. In my defense, I was sick, Brandon. You were sick. I, I was, was not. Ill. Hey, I listen. I visiting town. It was listen, a, whole, a whole couple weeks. I'm, I'm a peaceful guy. I watch the Beatles doc, man. Yes, peace, and, peace and love, Ringo. Peace That's and all. love and ice wine. That's what you're... Uh... That's what your mm-hmm. like, little chuggy sign says, right, Brandon? <laughs> Stop Anyways, yelling at me. Follow, uh, send us an email. Please send us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. We're looking for more content as this offseason continues, and we will take any and all emails, questions, comments, concerns, you name it. And leave us a five-star review on Apple um, Apple Podcasts. If you do that, we'll read literally whatever you write, so long as it isn't nasty. Um, but yeah, Brandon, I think that covers it. Oh, check out my band's new single, one last time, Ugly Twin, on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you listen to music. Check out our new single, Piss Pants, streaming on all platforms. Um, Brandon, anything else before we get out of here? Bye-bye. 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 Hey.